Hello, I'm Alan Matthew, editor for Functional Ecology. And today I'm visiting with Joe Bailey from the University of Tennessee. Joe, along with Jennifer Schweitzer, are the editors of a special feature titled Ecosystems, Evolution, and Plant Soil Feedback, published in the July issue of Functional Ecology. Joe, welcome to the podcast, and congratulations on this special feature. Thank you, Alan. It's a real pleasure being here. Um, I really enjoy putting this special feature together and, and uh, having the opportunity to work with the great folks there at Functional Ecology. It was a real pleasure. So let's begin with where this special feature came from in terms of the origin and the idea for doing this. Um, did this uh, was this generated out of a conference or a symposium, or, or where, did you, where, where did you and Jen come up with the idea to do this special feature? Plant soil feedbacks is uh, it's a really burgeoning area of research um, right now because it, it links things like genetic variation and ecosystem function. Um, but most of the work is still focused on ecological aspects of plant soil feedback, and, and it's fundamentally an evolutionary process. And, and so we felt like there was a gap there that needed to be filled. And, uh, and even more importantly, we, this uh, special feature emerged out of a seminar that we put together on plant soil feedbacks. Um, and as we were talking about plant soil feedbacks, we were identifying you know, who were people who had done a lot of work in the field, who were good mid-career researchers, early career researchers, and who were even some students who were uh, doing good work in the field. And, um, and we felt like it was an ideal opportunity to build in some professional development into a classroom setting. So we thought we'll just turn this seminar into um, uh, uh, make an additional aspect of this seminar, putting together this special feature and then writing a paper so that all of these students could get some, some real professional development in terms of uh, putting a paper on their CV and um, organizing a, a special feature and, and getting into the editorial process a little bit. So we were trying to fill two primary goals. Wow, that, that's really unique. I don't think I've ever heard of a special feature generated out of a graduate class, but it's a great idea. Uh, perhaps others will follow suit. Um, so, so there's a you know a fair number of papers in this special feature. What, what are your overarching goals for someone who would read this these sets of papers? What do you want readers to take away? Well, I, I think there are three big points that we wanted to make with this. Um, the first one is that is that really plant soil feedbacks is an emerging field at the forefront of evolutionary ecology. It is fundamentally uh, evolutionary process. Um, I think, too, is that for the first time, we have a theoretical framework, really a theoretical framework for placing ecosystem ecology into an evolutionary frame, framework. And, um, and this is huge. I mean, it really uh, it should change the way people view natural systems, that um, the energy flow and the nutrient cycling within an ecosystem can feed back to fundamentally affect the next generation of plants. And on the landscape and what they look like and how they interact with other organisms. Um, and it's, it's not a perspective that's, um, that's commonly practiced or understood particularly well. And, um, and I think three is that the research in the field of plant soil feedbacks really allows us to think about the application of plant soil feedback to um, a variety of processes like sustainable productivity or rain shift dynamics um, under you know, different climate change scenarios or, um, or even fundament, you know, more fundamental things like pest management. More and more research is showing that the soil microbiome that is often um, there as a consequence of the particular individual plant that exists in those soils 
um, that the plant and the soil microbiome are interacting in such a way as to result in a unique phenotype that interacts in a unique way um, relative to uh, what that phenotype would look like if the soil microbiome was dead. And, um, and so I think it's, uh, it's going to change a lot about how we, um, we view the world. That's great. So, there, so there's eight papers overall in the special feature, and I know, I know, like children, you have no favorites, right? All of them are good. <laughs> um, but, but are, are there one or two that, that you might want to highlight for us with regard to something particularly novel in them, or some timely insights that might be of broad interest? Well, you know, I, I think the um, the student-led papers. There were three student-led papers that I thought were absolutely outstanding. Um, there was a paper by Michael Van Newlen that really brought together um, the geographic mosaic theory of coevolution. And what this really says is that you have genotypes of plants and their inner or genotypes of one species and they're interacting with genotypes of another species or another organism. So this might be plants and soil microbes. But that, that how those interactions take place varies geographically depending upon some environmental gradient. And he combined that theory with the theory of niche construction, which says that you have a genotype of one organism and it's interacting with the genotype of another organism. And as a consequence of those interactions, you get uh, variation in soil nutrient cycling or variation in, in energy flow through trophic interactions. But those two theories, they share a common, you know, a common piece, which is the genotype by genotype interactions. And so he really synthesized two fields that are largely studied independently and put them together in a common framework um, through feedbacks. And, uh, and so I think that this work is the work that, that really places ecosystems ecology into an evolutionary framework. I really like the paper by Daniel Revellini as well, um, because in the field of plant soil feedbacks, people are looking at how plants are locally adapted to their soils but very few people are thinking about how, whether or not the microbes in the soils are locally adapted to the plants or to some other condition that they're in. And, uh, and that's exactly the perspective that, um, that Revellini took, um, was looking at local adaptation of the soil microbes. And then I think the, I think a paper that is very, very significant was this paper by Rachel Wooliver, who, um, Basically, you, you think if plant soil feedbacks are significant on the landscape, then you should be able to see them in a macroevolutionary framework. And that's exactly what she did, is took a phylogenetic perspective on plant responses to soil nitrogen and could clearly show that um, in contrast to the paradigm that if you put nitrogen on a plant, it's going to grow. Uh, she showed that in uh, an abundance of cases that, in fact, the effect was neutral or even negative, and that um, in this phylogenetic framework, soil nitrogen over you know the, the history of her phylogeny, uh, that there was a phylogenetic effect, so related species responded to nitrogen similarly, and that that um, that overall there was stabilizing selection for a trait optimum within each clade um, in terms of its response to nitrogen. So um, basically she's saying that, that soil in has been a major driver of um, evolution in plants for a long, long time. And so it really builds the generality and the importance of understanding plant soil feedbacks.
Um, and so I, I love all three of those papers, actually. They're really fantastic. And, uh, and I think it's fantastic that they were all student-led, you know, so. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, so, so let's end by stepping back a bit, and if I can paraphrase, um, there's, there's this common underpinning theme, right, of the special feature, which is this interaction between ecological and evolutionary processes, and, and how understanding those interactions really can provide these novel insights and this increased understanding. But let's, let's look forward for a bit now. So now we're in this, this era of rapid environmental and global change. Can, can you speculate a bit? Um, on how understanding these interactions might help us understand the future or, or deal with the future. I, I, certainly. Um, I think it's interesting right now. We, If you're thinking about, say, range shift models, um, I mean, we can talk about range shifts due to climate change. We could talk about biodiversity and ecosystem function. We, could, we can talk about a variety of different fields. And I, I would argue that plants, that understanding the interaction of plant genetics and the soil microbiome will change how each of those fields are viewed. For example, if we talk about rain shift dynamics, um, you know, we're building models all the time that say, based upon this climate envelope, this is where we expect species to move to. Mm-hmm. Um, emerging data is really uh, based upon, we expect them to move to these sites based upon their particular environmental tolerances. And um, But based upon emerging data, we're really seeing that that soil microbial communities play a significant role in determining what the phenotypes of those uh, plants might look like. And, um, and I think that one thing we might see is that, in fact, the soil microbial communities might accelerate uh, a plant's ability to move into novel environments or might make it able to move into, an, you know, whether it affects the pace or not, it might certainly affect its ability to persist in novel environments. And so I think the incorporation of the soil microbiome in those rain shift models is a, is a critical frontier um, that may fundamentally change how we view the consequences of climate change. Um, uh, similarly, emerging studies are are really showing that that things like bud break phenology are at least in part related to the soil microbiome. Um, that is conditioned by those plants. So plants are attracting particular microbes to them relative to, say, random interspace soils, and um, and those microbes that they're interacting with are signaling when is it time to break bud and and or not. And um, and so how we understand, you know, if we just take a, a a greenhouse perspective on phenology and say, look, there's a genetic, you know, low elevation plants break bud early, high elevation plants break bud late. We really might be misunderstanding who's controlling how those genes are expressed and, and, um, and what that might mean for how we understand a warming world or a drying world relative to if we incorporated, um, a richer worldview with, say, the microbial community and the soils. Um, it's it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful area of research and finally I think that that if we do incorporate if we start to think about this is just opening up and if we begin to understand how the soil microbiome really functions to affect plants in particular uh, I think there could be some real new tools for um, combating climate change in some way or at least mitigating climate change um, that we're totally unaware of I think that the the frontier is wide open in this uh, in this field and so it's a uh, it was a real pleasure to be able to put this special feature together. 
Well, well, thanks, Joe. Thanks very much for visiting with me today. Um, it's, been, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you, and looking forward to reading some of the papers in the, not all the papers in the special feature. So congratulations again um, on putting this together, to Jen as well, and uh, best of luck in your research in the future. Right. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you for the opportunity. I really, I really appreciate it. All right. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye.